G'day and welcome to the Dolby Anglican Podcast. My name is David and I'm one of the ministers at Dolby Anglican Parish. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit anglicandolby.org.au. This week's sermon is from our Frontline series, looking at the good news from Dr. Luke, found in Luke's Gospel. The reading today is Luke chapter 15, verses 1 to 32, and the sermon is delivered by Mike Upton from Bush Church Aid. We hope you enjoy the sermon. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. And Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who do not need to repent. Well, suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp? Sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in living wildly. After he had spent everything there, he after he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his field to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am not longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. 
So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the old son was in the field. When he was near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you killed the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad, because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, David. Uh, and thank you for the invitation to uh, join you all today. Thank you for your welcome. Uh, I'm going to see how I go, Roger, with this clicker. Uh, as has been said, as is in the uh, newsletter this week, my name is Mike Upton. I am the regional officer for Bush Church Aid. Some of you know me and some of you don't. Uh, I'm going to briefly introduce myself before we uh, reflect on Luke's Gospel and the events of the last week. How are we going? Look at that. Got it. Uh, I've been an Anglican minister for 20 years uh, in this diocese, five in this church here and the last 13 in Surface Paradise. Uh, I'm married to Sandra, she's in the picture up there on the left and we have one son, he is at university in Brisbane. In February last year I resigned from Surface Paradise to take on this role, uh, which is basically encouraging Christians to partner with other Christians to help proclaim God's good news. Uh, but I'm going to talk about that towards the end of the service. As I come to you this morning, I want to acknowledge our God as the creator of everything, uh, us, this land, the beauty that we see around us. In his sovereignty, he gave stewardship of our, our, this land to our First Nations people and then allowed other people groups to migrate to these shores. So I'm thankful for the community we now share, but acknowledge the culture of our First Nations people and pay respects to leaders past, present and emerging. Let me pray and then we will have a look at the words from today. Speak to us, eternal God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Encourage and challenge us by your word this day. And receive all the glory from these words and our thoughts and actions. For Jesus' sake. Amen. I wasn't in parish ministry back then. I was working for another mission agency and was the deputy principal of Cromwell College at the University of Queensland. Sandra and I were living in part of that college called Campus Lodge. I woke up and I put the radio on to hear the news and I wondered whether I had heard correctly. I woke Sandra up and we turned on the TV. It was Wednesday, September 12. 2001. Events had happened in the previous 12 hours in the USA which rocked the world and whatever we had on that day now took second place to providing space for ourselves and the young people at Cromwell to gather, to talk, to pray and to try and make sense of what happened in the world on that day. 
21 years ago today. And I reckon most of us know exactly where we were when we were first heard and saw those images up there. The radio alarm went off on Friday morning, September 9. The voice on the radio wasn't our usual presenter. The voice was talking about the Queen in the past tense. Then there was some sombre string music leading up to the news bulletin. But it wasn't the regular news bulletin. There was only one story. There was no sport, no finance. I was going to say there was no weather, but I can't actually remember whether they gave a weather report or not because Sandra and my heads were still trying to process what had happened. And in the hour after that, I texted David and we started to work out how me coming to visit today was going to fit in with us gathering as a church this morning because today was never going to be a regular church service. Today would not be a regular visit to this town and the people that Sandra and I love so dearly because something in our world, in our lives, is different. So, what was I going to say? Well, that is what I was going to say. Uh, I could have focused on the Gospel reading from Luke, three wonderful stories about something being lost, then being found, and I sent Judy and David the PowerPoints during the week. Uh, That's them in a very condensed form. Because I wanted us to understand, these are exciting parables, what is the context of them? Wrestle with the whole idea of something being found and then uh, being lost and then being found. Jesus speaking of the, the lost without him, the found are those who are with him. I wanted to tell you a story about a lady who I'll call M. She was part of our congregation at Surface Paradise. She came to faith through the Alpha Course. She was lost and then she was found. And for months I said nothing about it in our church service. It wasn't deliberate, just other things got in the way. But then one day... I realised, having read the passage we read today, what happened in heaven when she believed in Christ. And I was convicted that whilst the angels were celebrating, we in the church were just going on business as usual. So I wanted to tell you today how we took time out one week to celebrate and rejoice with the angels because Anne was lost. And then she was found, she was dead and now alive. And I wanted us to challenge us to remember to do the same. That's basically what that says. But then something happened in Balmoral on September the 8th. So can I encourage you, if you want to look at Luke 15, please do that. Please grab one of these from the front if you don't have one already look at the reflections and the questions in there. Uh, It is a wonderful passage and an encouraging passage for us as God's people. But I do want to think about what's happened in the last few days. Much of the coverage that we've seen is focused on the Queen as a constant in our lives. Amidst the ever-changing face of world leaders, uh, of technology, amidst the pace of new discoveries, Amidst sometimes when we feel like things in this world are out of control, there was one thing that hadn't changed. One thing which rooted us to the past, which gave us stability. The Queen. And I've heard those comments over the last three days over and over. She was always there, helping us in some strange way to know that things would be okay. That one thing had not changed but now that rock had gone now maybe you've heard some of those sorts of comments over the last few days as well Uh, there have been many comments also about what she did person after person has spoken of her life of service and dedication 
everyone has applauded it. Uh, these words, these words from our Prime Minister, with the passing of Queen Elizabeth II, an historic reign and a long life devoted to duty, family, faith and service has come to an end. Now I have to say when you look at that, what I haven't heard much about in the mainstream media was a reflection on her faith. Which I think is why she did what she did. Why she provided that comfort for us, that rock. I think the Prime Minister named it but didn't elaborate. I think it was her faith that guided her. It was who she was and it was why she did what she did. Now her faith certainly was part of her role. Here are the words in her coronation in 1953. She took an oath to maintain and preserve inviolably, I had to look that word up, um, the settlement of the Church of England, the doctrine, worship, discipline and government thereof as by law established in England and she received the title Defender of the Faith. Uh, Charles also took on that title last night uh, for those of you who are watching his accession. So yeah, faith was part of her role but it was more than just part of her role, it was personal. And so this from the Anglican Communion website during the week. She had a deep personal faith in Jesus Christ, which she was never afraid to share and talk about. She used her annual Christmas messages televised around the world as an opportunity to talk about the hope, peace and joy of the gospel. A hope, peace and joy grounded in the realities of whatever difficulties were people were facing at that particular time. Uh, Sandra will be here for morning tea between the services and uh, you can ask her. But the Queen's Christmas message was a staple for Christmas celebrations. Everything stopped. You sat, you listened in her family and in ours as we uh, carried on our married life. Another commentator from uh, one of the newspapers in England said, it was clear to many that in later years the Queen spoke publicly about her religious faith and devotion, citing her personal accountability before God in one of her Christmas messages. Friends, the Queen was a Christian. The Queen was our sister in Christ. The Queen spoke about her faith. She shared her faith. She lived out her faith. Now certainly she did it in different circumstances to you and me. She had different privileges than you and me. She had different responsibilities to you and me. She might have been uh, had a more recognised face than you and me and had a much bigger media presence than you and me. Her life and mine and yours are very different. But in what she was given, in the life that she was dealt, she talked about Jesus, she said, shared about Jesus, she showed Jesus to those around and she backed up her words with her actions. As I've reflected over the last couple of days, two challenges have come to me in thinking about that aspect of the Queen's life and this is them. Is my faith something that I'm not afraid to share and talk about? And can my faith be seen by those around me? I want to say each of us is responding to the death of the Queen in different ways, but can I ask us this morning to think about her faith and then to think about our faith and pose those two questions to ourselves. Is, is your faith something that you're not afraid to share and talk about? I doubt whether you're going to get a televised Christmas message each year. I don't think that's going to be a job that you and I have. But what do you say about where you go every Sunday morning? What answer are you to give when people ask, why do you go? How do you share your faith? Are you looking for opportunities in regular conversation to help people understand? That's what the Queen tried to do as she was able 
When the hairdresser tells you that her kids are having problems in their marriages, do you say that you'll pray for them? Little things. And then do you continue to ask how things are going in response to your prayers? Or as you're hitting off the 12th hole on Saturday afternoon and someone asks you about voluntary sister dying, or Roe versus Wade in the USA, or teaching RI in schools, what do you say? Do you clam up? Do you change the topic? Talk about how bad your game's going. When the person next to you in the next office complains that their job and their life is rudderless or empty, how do you help? Do you help? What can you say to them? Is my faith just for this morning? Or like the Queen, is it something to be shared and talked about? Can your faith be seen by those around you? Would people speak of your service to others or would they speak of your service to yourself? Would people look at your diary and see lots of time for you and not much time for anyone else? See, when people look at the Queen, they talk about her service for others. Would people look at my bank account and see lots of spending on me and not much on anyone else? Now look, we can come up with all the excuses that the Queen's life is very different to ours and if we had her life, we might do things a bit differently. Friends, you and I profess the faith in Christ. Do you live it out here in Dolby? If your life were a movie, what would people see? Would they see what's in our second reading today? Our first reading today, I should say. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, love, peace. Is that what they would see? When people looked at the Queen, they saw, they saw her faith. Do they see our faith? Can your faith be seen by those around you? I can't answer that, but I reckon others in this town could. What would they say? Millions upon millions of people around the world saw faith in this woman. Someone they'd never met personally. How many people can see it in me? That's the challenge that a time like this has brought to me and I wanted to share that with you this morning. But I'm going to give us a little bit of time now uh, to remember this day, September 11, to remember September 8, to give thanks for what we have in this country and as we reflect on the Queen's faith, to start to answer those two questions for ourselves. So let's just pause in silence for a moment. Give thanks for the Queen. Give thanks for what we have. But also be challenged as we look at her life and reflect on our own. I'll leave us in prayer shortly. Loving God, we read in the book of Hebrews that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Today we acknowledge that Queen Elizabeth II was one of those 
or every one of us. Most of us have not met her personally, but we have seen through her words and her actions her trust in you. We thank you for that faith. We thank you for the confidence in the resurrection that she had. And we thank you that she is now with you. Lord, as we remain, as we reflect, challenge us to be like her, to live a life of service to others, to live a life of faith which is seen, to live a life that people will notice and know that we are yours just as she was. And we pray this for Jesus' sake. Amen. Thanks, Lord. Would you please stand with me? Confirm as ours the faith of the church by the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. Even in one holy, catholic and apostolic church, we acknowledge baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Would you like to sit or kneel as you find comfortable and Colin will bring us our intersectional prayer. Let us pray for all people and for the church throughout the world. Almighty God, your Son Jesus Christ has promised that you will hear us when we ask in faith, receive the prayers we offer. We pray for the peace of the world and the leaders of the nation and for all who are in authority. Gracious God, we give you thanks for the life of your servant Queen Elizabeth, for her faith and dedication to duty. Bless our nation as we mourn her death and may her example continue to inspire us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray for the Anglican communion around the world, the church in Bangladesh, the Diocese of Gippsland in Australia, for Bishop Trelaw, for his clergy and the people, and for in the southern Queensland Diocese, we pray for the parish of Gympie. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the welfare of your Holy, Catholic, Holy Church, our Archbishop Philip, the assistant bishops, and for the clergy and the people. We thank you for them and the dedication to service that they do. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we thank you for the mission work that takes place around the world those letting Jesus be known 
and making Jesus known. We pray for Church Missionary Society, Bush Church Aid Society, the Bush Ministry Fund, the Scripture Union Chaplains, the Religious Instruction Team, Dolby Family Support Association, Bruce and Libby in Southeast Asia, and Bishop Daniel, the Diocese of Duke, and the whole area of Australia where he will support South Sudanese. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we pray for seasonal weather. We give you thanks for the rain received and we pray for the abundance of the fruits of the earth. Lord, in your mercy, we thank you for our local community, giving thanks for activities that happened, Creekside Markets yesterday. We pray for the other churches in the community, the Dolby Baptist Church, and we pray for those who are in aged care in Dolby. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray that we may share with justice the resources of the earth, live in trust and goodwill with one another. Lord, in your mercy, and Father, today we do pray for peace in Ukraine. We pray for those in our parish who are involved in the administration of our parish, giving thanks for David and Zoe, for Judy and the office for the church wardens. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you for the nursing homes in Dolby, for the aged and the infirm, for the bereaved and for the lonely, for the sick and the suffering. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for in our community the uh, poor and the oppressed, for prisoners and captives, and for all who care for them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for one another and ourselves right now in the light of uh, things that have changed over the last couple of decades. May we see ourselves being held in your hand. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we praise you, Lord God, for the communion of saints and for the glorious hope of the resurrection to the eternal life. And pray particularly for Olive Lamley. Lord, accept our prayers through Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those that sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Jesus said, This is the great and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbour as yourself.
Let us sing our offertory hymn, How Deep the Father's Love. No power, no wisdom, but I will boast in Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection. Why should I gain from his reward? I cannot give out. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have these gifts to share. Accept and use our offerings for your glory and for the service of your kingdom. Blessed be God forever. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Blessed are you, gracious God, creator of heaven and earth, giver of life and conqueror of death. By his death on the cross, your son, Jesus Christ, offered the one true sacrifice for sin, breaking the power of evil and putting death to flight. With all your saints, we give you thanks and praise. Through his resurrection from the dead, you've given us new birth into a living hope, into an inheritance which is imperishable, undefiled and unfading. With all your saints, we give you thanks and praise. The joy of resurrection fills the universe. And so we join with angels and archangels, with Elizabeth and all your faithful people, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. 
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood. Who on the same night that he was betrayed took bread. He broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. To you be glory and praise forever. In the same way after supper he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them saying, Drink this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. To you be glory and praise forever. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look forward to the coming of your kingdom and with this bread and this cup we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus. Dying, you destroyed our death. Rising, you restored our life. Lord Jesus, come in glory. Accept through him, our great high priest, this sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of our divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. To you be glory and praise forever. Through him and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in heaven and earth, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power are yours forever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. We who are many are one body, for we all share in the one bread.
And so it is just such a joy to have um, Mike with us today. Um, I will just let you know that in your pew sheets today is a list of all our six mission partners. Um, and uh, there will be a retiring offering after the service um, to support particularly BCA today. Um, but uh, yeah, as a church, we, we, we are so honoured uh, to have six mission partners doing mission um, here in Dolby 
throughout Australia and then internationally. So uh, it's wonderful to have Mike. We might we might give him a round of applause because he's just so good. To Me again, right? Um, thank you again. Um, how are we doing? Look at that. Uh, something that I see regularly uh, is that life continues in the midst of death. Um, and that's a hard thing for us. My life and my job continued following my dad's death last year. Uh, our lives, our jobs, our roles continue following the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, so in a sense, life goes on and uh, my job goes on and my desire to talk to you about what I do uh, goes on. But what I want to say follows on from what I said earlier on about sharing our faith, talking about our faith. Uh, I work for a mission agency called BCA. Uh, we want people to share their faith. We want others to know about Jesus. Now, if you don't know much about BCA, let me give you a quick rundown, uh, which I uh, do by way of one J, two Ns, and three Rs. So uh, I'm going to guess that you probably know what the J is. Jesus! There you go. I hope others knew it, <laughs> not just you. BCA is on about Jesus. We have been for 103 years. Uh, everything we do revolves around people wanting to know him and us providing the resources so they can. Uh, we're convinced that he's the only way to salvation. We're convinced there's no other name and everyone that goes out with BCA is a Jesus man or a Jesus woman. The two ends are the title of the book that we produce for our centenary and six words which got me into this role. Never too far, never too few. Foundational statements for BCA Never should we say that someone or somewhere is too far to go to tell them about Jesus. We should always try as a church, however that we, could, we do that, to go out and help people understand the Lord Jesus. Help them share around a communion table. Help them read the word. Help them pray. Help them sing. Whatever they want, no matter how far it is. That's one of the foundations of BCA. Similarly, never too few. We should never say, look, I'm sorry, there's only three of you. It's really not worth my while. Somehow, we as Christ Church have got to figure out how to go to the twos and threes as well as the two hundreds and the three hundreds. Uh, gives you a bit of an idea as to where we focus. So CMS, uh, as uh, was prayed earlier on by Colin, they do overseas generally. We don't do overseas. Our focus is rural and remote Australia. Uh, sometimes we'll support a ministry in a large regional centre if we can see that it will have impact for those in rural and remote communities. So the large majority of our people we support are in places like Dolby, west of the Great Dividing Range. We do that by appointing people. Here they are in my area, Queensland and Northern New South Wales. Uh, I could talk to you for ages about each one of them. I will not do that. Um, but I do want to just share with you about this family. Uh, this is Kurt and Beck Langmead in Lightning Ridge. And I want to share something that they shared with me just to encourage you to help think about how you might share your faith. Uh, last month in Opal, uh, in uh, Lightning Ridge was the Opal Festival. First time they've had it. It's an annual event, but it's the first time they've had it for a couple of years because of. Uh, see, you all don't Jesus. know J. You all don't know J for Jesus, but you all know C for COVID. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's right. Uh, now, in Lightning Ridge, if you've ever been there, the Anglican Church has a spare block of land next to it, and uh, that's generally in in past been opened up for people who have camper vans to come pull up there who are going to the festival they plug into the electricity of the Anglican church pay a bit of money now Kurt went out as people are arriving and introduced himself as the Anglican minister to these campers he told them a little bit about what he did uh, 
and he said, would you mind, to three couples uh, at, at this particular time, would you mind if I prayed for you as you begin this week, just for safety as you travel around and those sorts of things? And they said, that's yeah, fine. So he prayed for them, and then at various times during the week, they sort of you know, saw each other in passing. At the end of the week, after the festival had ended and finished, they were packing up. But they then sought him out, and they wanted him to pray for them before they went back to Victoria. He did. Uh, a real pleasure. But all it took for them to go, this is important, we would want prayer for that trip back, was him just saying, can I pray for you at the beginning of the week? Uh, he gave them a little book. He doesn't know. No one knows. God knows what's happened now they've gone back to Victoria. But a seed has been planted and we pray that God will do something with that. That's the sort of thing that happens regularly with our missionaries or field staff. Uh, so, take you a while to get that. You actually have to say it a few times. <laughs> get it. Uh, I must ask you a question. <laughs> get it? I love it. I've been using it for about three months now and I get a smile every time. Uh, right, I could ask you all these sorts of questions. Can you pray? Can you give? Can you go? Um, I, I want to pause because I want to thank you as individuals that you do give and that's a wonderful thing. But the one thing I want to ask you this morning is this one. Can you pray? That is the most important. God's got everything else sorted out. He'll use us so we don't get off too easily. But the thing he asks us to do is to pray. Uh, can you pray? And we've offered... Three different ways you can pray. You can pray daily. We'll send you an email. You can pray monthly. We have a Zoom prayer meeting. That's what's on the right-hand side, praying together. Or we can, you can pray uh, in a quarterly cycle. You are using a prayer diary and talk to me afterwards about that. I could say a lot more. I won't. Uh, I'm here. Keep calm. Just talk to me afterwards. So there's a table over here in the annex. Uh, there are some packs on it that say info packs. Help yourself to those. Uh, but if you want to ask me any questions, feel free. Um, I thought I'd finish with a slide of memories. Look at that. As a way of saying thank you. Uh, thank you for what you as a church did for Sandra and David and I in our faith and in our ministry. And thank God for making it all happen. Um, there are... Some people haven't aged much at all, but I expect when I see the Hearth girls at the next service, <laughs> they'll be a little bit older. Yes. Most of those photos were taken 14 years ago. We don't look any different, Jude, do we? No. no, not at all. There you go. Can I pray for us? Uh, Lord, I thank you, um, and I thank you on behalf of my family for my brothers and sisters here and for the way in which we have journeyed together over the last 20 years so thank you for that and I pray Lord that you would help continue to help them reach out to others in this community to show their faith to share their faith to talk about their faith as our Queen did and as many witnesses before her have done and we pray this for Jesus sake Amen again Mike it's so good to have you with us a couple of notices from me um, before we sing our final hymns and have our blessing Operation Christmas Child the boxes are at the back and um, the flyers as to what to put in them uh, are there as well so grab some boxes uh, they need to be back by the 9th of October Fun Trivia Night is happening on the 24th of September um, and again you've got a little flyer in your um, in your pew sheet. If you know all the details, why not give it to someone and say, come to Trivia with me. Please come to Trivia. It's a way that our outreach team is, is trying to reach out to the community. Um, we've got people coming from Warra, people coming from Jindawi, um, and Cecil Plains, and we're really trying to make it a wonderful time where our church gets together. But it won't happen unless you guys sign up. So sign-up sheet is in the annex. Um, and there's a little bit of information about what the night will be like. We'll start at 6 p.m. We'll finish at 9 p.m. 
bring your own drinks and nibbles. Um, that worked so well at the centenary that we're doing it again, um, but we're not doing dinner. So um, there will be free dessert uh, at the end of the night. So if you need dinner, have it before or after. But um, there, yeah, dessert is provided on the night, um, but not full dinner. Um, there are lucky door prizes and there will be a si silent auction raising funds for Dolby family support on the night. So really the event is twofold. It's an opportunity for us to reach out to the community and to get to know each other better, um, but also it's a way to support one of our mission partners, Dolby Family Support. So um, please come along, sign up sheets uh, in the annex. Um, it's $10 per person um, and teams of six to eight is what we're looking for. That's a connect card. If you'd like to um, fill out one of those, just leave your details. Um, if you'd like prayer, prayer for anything or if you'd like to catch up with one of our pastoral care staff, um, we look at those during the week. And connect cards go into the connect card box. Um, I don't have a slide for this, uh, but on Friday night, uh, we're going to have a service of prayer and thanksgiving uh, for Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. Um, and um, my hope is that we will actually be able to televise um, in, in church you can watch it at home, but we would probably put, put on uh, the funeral service so you can be around people and mourn um, in, in the church. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll release details as we go, but there will be a service at 7 p.m. on Friday night, this coming Friday. Um, so please keep that in mind. So with those are all our notices. Uh, so friends, let's please... Oh, Colin's waving at me. Yes. Wednesday, uh, Churches Together is at the Catholic Church. On the 21st, but you must register by Wednesday. On the 21st, register by Wednesday. Anne Henshaw, or you can ring Judy in the office. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Let's stand and sing Amazing Grace. grant to the living grace, to the departed rest, to the church, the king, the commonwealth and all humankind peace and concord, and to us and all his servants life everlasting. 
And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be on us, those we love, those we pray for and care for this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Let us go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Loving Lord God, we thank you so much for letting us in.